Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Bucket List Gamers podcast. I'm once again joined by Eddie. Hello. Get the get the introduction in early before we forget it. And I am, as always, Jay. Today we are looking at number 58 on the Retro Gamers 100 Games to Play Before You Die list, which is Pokemon Red and Blue. So we've done Pokemon Gold and Silver as our first ever episode back when we were planning on just doing the list from bottom to top before we realized that wasn't a good idea and we realized there's an awful lot we didn't say about it on about pokemon in general and we wanted a nice happy fun episode after uh, after the last one where it got a bit heated over dino dini and i'm still waiting for the cease and desist to come through the post so we thought we'd do a nice fun one and go with pokemon red and blue so it was one of the few games that I did uh, back then on this list that I did actually play at the time. I didn't actually have a Game Boy when it first came out, but I borrowed one off a friend who inexplicably his mum had bought him red and blue. I don't think they quite understood the concept, so he got both. And what he did was he played red for himself and then he lent blue out to various friends at various points in the year. So I was lucky enough to get blue first under the proviso that I had to pick Squirtle because the person that was borrowing it after me wanted a Squirtle. So I was a bit hamstrung on my starter, but I think I probably would have picked Squirtle anyway. But yeah, red and red and blue hold a massive place in my heart in terms of in terms of games and I I've played through it probably three or four times as well as the pseudo remake uh, that came out of Switch a bit back. And I still find it as enjoyable as I did the first time. It's showing its age a bit now. I think we've said that for quite a few of these games. But it's still still one that's really up there. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. And we've got a couple of ideas to to make this run the hour after we got a bit panicked last week with Portal only getting about 15 minutes worth of content out of it. So we we have put contingency plans in place for this episode. So I'll um, I'll let Eddie give his thoughts on Red and Blue because I think... They probably reflect mine, but I'll uh, I'll let him speak for himself. Definitely reflect yours, because I got red. So <laughs> the, the irony in that. But I was I've always been a gamer since I was like five or six. I've always had a games console, and I I, I don't know whether it was me just not being as aware at the time, but Pokemon for me was such a sleeper hit initially. It came out and I, I saw it in, I think I saw it in Woolworths um, initially, throwback. And I was like, oh, I've got a Game Boy. I might give that a go. And then within a week or two weeks, everyone at school had it. So we all ended up stood on a freezing playing field in the middle of December. Game Boys practically frozen to our fingers, trading between versions for the version exclusives. And yeah, I don't think people did quite understand the difference between red and blue because we'd never had that sort of dichotomy in gaming before where you got essentially the same experience, but you got exclusivity depending on the version you got. And let's be fair, Pokemon have, the Pokemon company have milked that to oblivion at the minute. (laughs) They are wringing that out for every last red cent. I mean, you must have gone to a posh school if you had a link cable knocking about, because nobody had one of those in our school. So we were just playing and like, oh, I'd love to trade that, but has anyone got a link cable? And then there'd be like one person that had it, and they just have to pass it around everyone. But yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue, or Blue specifically, is the reason I got a Game Boy Color. I was um, 
ardently Sega before that, and I had a Game Gear, which probably weren't the smartest choice in retrospect looking back. But I, mean, I think I did make the right decision because the choices I was given were a Game Gear or an Atari Lynx, and shrewd little old me picked the Game Gear, which in retrospect probably was the best choice out of those two. But yeah, I don't know why a Game Boy wasn't ever offered. I mean, I had um, I had a Commodore 64 before that, which was a, a fun console to have because anyone could copy anything for it. So I had like 60 or 70 tapes for that because my uncle had one and he just used every game he got, he'd do me a copy of it. So I paid for very few games on, on the Commodore 64. And the ones that I did pay for, as you'll probably know if you're familiar with the Commodore 64, half of them didn't work anyway because that was the nature of the console. You'd you'd put the tape in and wait for it to load for about 40 minutes and then it'd say error and you had to take it back to the shop and just randomly your console wasn't compatible with that game for no apparent reason. I mean, one of my friends had, um, I'll always remember it, Tintin on the Moon. And I was like, oh, I really want to play that. And I don't know why, because I wasn't a huge Tintin fan. But it had the big red rocket and stuff on the box. And I was like, oh, this looks really good. And the loading screen was ace because it was the rocket taking off. And you didn't really see many animated loaded screens. But it would never work. And I must have tried to load that game a hundred times. And then I knew it was never going to work. But I just kept trying it on the one-off that it might. And then the other one was Ghostbusters. My mum bought me Ghostbusters from Woolworths again. So little link there. And I think they they were like four ninety nine these tapes, but back then you were thinking, oh, that's not cheap. And yeah, Ghostbusters would never work. And looking back on it now, I'm sort of glad because it wasn't a great game. And I think at that age, I wouldn't have understood the complexities of it. I was still playing bloody Sooty and Sweep and things like that, um, which were about as basic as you could get. So yeah, when I eventually moved up into to sort of the next gen, as it were, although probably skipped a couple. I think the reason my parents went with a Game Gear is because Game Boy was black and white and the Game Gear was colour, so it was seen as like the future. So I ended up with one of those. But then, yeah, when Pokemon came out, I was like, I need this. And my mum and dad had gone on holiday to, I think it was Ibiza, um, just before Christmas. And when they came back, they bought a Game Boy colour and a copy of Pokemon that I got for Christmas. And the Game Boy was legitimate, but the copy of Pokemon, as it transpires, wasn't, and I didn't find out for years. So it's probably a good job I didn't have a link cable, because I reckon if I'd have tried to trade with someone, it'd have either bricked my game or bricked their game or bricked both. So that probably was a bullet dodged. But yeah, that, that was the reason I got a Game Boy in the first place, to play Pokemon Blue. And it's just so nostalgic for me now to, to go back to it and to see the sprites and know what team I had when I first like completed it and I kept that cartridge with that first completed game on it for a good 10 years I think I wouldn't touch it I was like I'm not going to delete it because that's like the perfect team and I've won everything with it and then eventually I did and I wiped it and I started again but I felt bad doing it because I had like Blastoise I had a Pidgey that I'd evolved all the way up and that became one of my core it's like who'd pick a Pidgey but it was just it got so powerful so quickly I ended up sticking with it and then obviously Mewtwo, because once you get Mewtwo, you don't not have it in your team. And probably a couple of other legendaries by the end of it. But yeah, it was a, it was a formidable team I'd put together that were just locked away in that cartridge for, for all time. So no, it's, a, it's a, a big one for me. And I think I just prefer those kind of graphics for Pokemon games. I really can't get into the 3D ones. The ones for GameCube I did, the Coliseum ones... 
because it was something a bit different. But these days, like I've I've not even bought the latest one, which is weird because normally it'd be a release day purchase for me every time. But I didn't finish the one before. I didn't finish Sword and Shield, and I played Arceus for about ten minutes, and and then just never got back into it. So it didn't make sense for me to buy the new one. And I don't know if it's because they've got overcomplicated or whether it's the art style that I don't like or I've just grown out of it. I hope it's not that I've grown out of it because I do love those games, but I just can't get into the new ones. Yeah, I'm I'm up there with you on that, to be honest. As soon as they made the migration to 3D sprites, and there was always going to be that as the end game result because... They're supposed to be living creatures, so you do want a 3D aspect to it. But the leap they made from Game Boy to Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance to 3DS, or just the DS ones, they were fine. They're still pixeled, and they still looked good. And the Pokemon had life to them. The sprite animation was great. Um, it actually made them look imposing. Stuff like um, Typhlosion from Gold and Silver still had the mane of fire around its neck, whereas you look at it in modern 3D iterations and it's just a badger that's standing on its back legs because <laughs> it doesn't have the fire effect permanently. So they took a lot of life out of them, plus they desaturated all the colours when they moved them to 3D, so they weren't as vibrant, and it was just a bit... oh. You could have done better with that. So, yeah, my sort of interest, I've bought every one. Every single year, I have bought a ver- one of the versions that's come out, um, usually around release date. But since Gen 5, I think, which was black and white, ever since then, my interest has waned. And it's not because I don't like it. And it's not because I've grown out of it. Because I've got a six six binders worth of pokemon cards that i am still working my way through collecting um i've got a full pokedex worth of holofoil pokemon cards that i've had since i was about 10 because along with the games obviously came the cards because they were marketing that <laughs> that to buggery as well i never got suckered in by the cards and I'm sort of glad I didn't because I think I'd be in the same position as you. Although I'd be much better off for it because all those cards are now worth a fortune. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get into the trading card game aspect of it really at all. There were quite a few people in our school that did, but none of my friends really seemed to be that into it. So it didn't catch on to me. And yeah, I sort of wish I had. But then at the same time, I was like, I, my parents would have hated it if I'd have been into the trading card game as well. And I probably wouldn't have played it. I'd have literally been in it for the collection aspect of it. And I'd already gone through that with football stickers and Tazos and Pogs. And I didn't really want to lump another thing on them that they had to keep buying me about like blind packs of. So I avoided that one. But yeah, I still see them to this day and I'm like, oh, I'd really like to get into that. But I just know that it's it's not something that's worth me doing, especially these days, because there's that many of them now. The card values aren't really there, are they? And I don't think they're ever going to be. It's sort of the rarities had its day, I think, a bit, and, and everything's a bit oversaturated now. With I know you'll probably still get the odd one that is really rare yeah. and worth a fortune, but the, the Series 1 ones that you've got, I'd say probably 70% of them are worth quite a bit now. Whereas these days you buy a pack and you might have to buy, I don't know, 100 packs before you get one that's worth anything 
remotely like what they would be, even the most basic ones of those would be worth so yeah i don't think it's one i mean i i started i had a bit of a i wouldn't call it a midlife crisis but i had this sudden fascination to collect football stickers a few years back so we me and a friend from work bought the premier league merlin sticker album and rather than going to the local shop and buying a couple of packs every week like you did when you were kids we bought like four boxes of stickers and then I got my other half to ration them as on them. So like every week she'd give us like five packs each and we'd sit there and open them and swap and, and like put our little sticker book together. And we went through four full boxes and still didn't finish either book. And luckily it was, um, you can, when you get to like needing less than 50, you can write off and tell them which ones you want and they will post the specific stickers out to you. So I ended up, I think I needed like 30 odd. So I ended up doing that. Um, But it was a bit touch and go because it was, I'm going off on a massive tangent, but it was the season that Adam Johnson got arrested for being a, um, well, I can't say it, but he was was up to no good, wasn't he? And he was in the sticker book. And I was like, and he was one of the ones I needed. I'm like, there is no way they're going to send me that sticker of him. That will be like, you cannot get this sticker anymore. But no, they did. So I've I've got a full book which is worth about forty pence and probably cost me about a hundred and fifty quid to actually put together. But I feel I felt a bit of accomplishment when I did it. So there's at least that. But I I should have just put that money into Pokemon cards, clearly. I love the fact that your your partner was treating it like a drug habit. <laughs> she was literally <laughs> rationing you these cards, these stickers each week, just like, right, this is your lot for the week. And you're sat there for the rest of the week with withdrawal symptoms, like, can I have another pack? She knew for a fact we'd just <laughs> open all four boxes in like an hour if we hadn't have been rationed. So, yeah, she made it last. It lasted about two months. And, yeah, we. I don't think my friend ever actually finished his, but I, I went to the effort of actually completing it. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe, you never know, a couple of years, that might be worth something. No. It gets worse less and less every year. It's like it's going the opposite way, and I've not got a steady hand, so I haven't even stuck them in very well. So it's not even it's not even like you could go, oh, look, it's pristine. It's not. It looks terrible. It looks like a child's done it, especially on the ones where you get like two halves of a picture and have to try and stick them together. So yeah, that that was my collecting experience. I did have some have quite a collection of Sonic stickers at one point because they did some Sonic uh, Sonic sticker albums, uh, but. I was, I'm always the same with things like that where I don't want to use them. So I've got, if I get like a really nice sticker or a laptop decal or something, I never want to use it because I'm like, well, I won't have this laptop forever. And then I won't have it for the next, and then the next one comes, I'm like, yeah, but I won't have this laptop forever. So I've still got, I bought some, again, massive tangent. I bought some wrestling like decal stickers in 1999, I think it was. With the intention of sticking them on, on like, well, it was a desktop PC at the time. I've still got those stickers unstuck in a drawer somewhere because I just <laughs> can't find anything good enough to stick them on that I know is going to be there forever. So that that was always my attitude with stickers. I'd end up collecting loads of them, but I'd never actually stick them in an album because I'm like, no, I don't want to waste them. So cards would have been, in retrospect, a better way to go because then I could have sleeved them and, and just kept them to look at. So... Yeah, but massive tangent. Let's get back to to Pokemon Red and Blue. I, I think my insatiable desire for collectibles started with Pokemon. 
Because they've made it so addictive for the 100% completion nutters that want... And that's the whole point of the game, to finish your Pokedex and collect all 150. And they have made a killing for decades on milking the psychotic completionist in you to just complete your Pokedex again. But there's another 100 of them. So you're completing the same old shite you've been completing for the last 10 years but now they've added another 100 onto the end of it, but you've still got to collect the first 600 that there are to get a complete collection. And it, I, th- I blame Pokemon for why I am such a co- uh, into collectibles massively. I think Pokemon Blue might be one of the few games I've ever 100%ed because I did finish the whole Pokedex with them all not just seen but all caught as well. Uh, even I managed to even get a Mew, although I, I had to wait until... Pokemon Stadium where you sort of got that dodgy Mew that wasn't really a real one compared to the people who went and got them from those like live events and stuff. But yeah, I think it is probably one of the few that I 100%ed with the help of like that one trading cable. Although it can't have been because I I must have 100%ed it on like a later version because I never did any trading on my original one because it was that dodgy one. So it must have been at a later point I've 100%ed it. But I think on the original version, I got everything I could get within that blue cartridge. And then probably, because I have completed it four or five times on different versions of it, it was probably a later version where I've actually filled the whole Pokedex. Um, but yeah, it is, you're right. It's like a compulsion once you've started. Even when you get the end game, it's like, but then I've got to go back and catch all these. And I think Pokemon are quite, uh, the Pokemon company are quite clever in that they put a lot of after game content in even if it's a bit of dialogue so like once you've finished it and beaten the elite four you can go back and speak to people and they'll say different things because it's post end game which is something i always like in a game and where they actually acknowledge that you've finished it and you're going back to do other stuff so there are little bits i think more in the later ones there's stuff that opens up isn't there after you've complete it but even in red and blue from what i remember there's little bits that change slightly once you've beaten the elite four to keep you going and and keep you collecting other stuff and and 100 in it so yeah they've made a business out of getting kids addicted to stuff essentially yeah (laughs) and i i i can't remember a game i got that into that fast as well so it does hit your addiction receptors really well and i i I think I picked it up about three o'clock in the afternoon, got home from town. I was about 10 years old and I sat and I think it left my hand for tea. And then I played right through, same again the following day, same again the following day. It is just Moorish would be the only way of describing it. If it was edible, it would be Moorish, but it's just a weird way that they've managed to just make you want to play more of it no mine was the same i got it i got it from him at school so i got home at like half four five o'clock turned it on like you say played until tea straight back to it and i probably stopped playing about 11 ish because i had school the next day so i had to to sort of go to bed at some point and then, yeah, as soon as I... I think I even... And people who know me will know that this is completely out of character. I think I even got up early the next day so I could get an hour in before I went to school. And normally I was the kind of person who's like, 
right, I'm, I'm looking at my sort of alarm clock and I need two minutes to brush my teeth and five minutes to get dressed and then out the door. So for me to actually get up early to do something like that was a massive thing. And then, yeah, as soon as I was home from school the next night, even more so for me, because I knew that at the end of the week I was losing it to someone else. So I had to get as much in as I possibly could. And yeah, it was like an obsession for like those three or four days that I had it. Just every waking hour was playing that. And luckily, I had parents who didn't particularly mind that because I can imagine some kids went through hell with it because they're sort of craving another play on it. And the parents are like, no, you can't sit and play on it all night. Whereas mine was sort of used to it and knew that it wouldn't particularly do me any harm to to binge it for a bit. So, So yeah, I completely get what you're saying there that it, it's it's instant as soon as you get you pick your starter you just want to keep going and see what you can catch next and the storyline although basic is enough to keep you engaged and and you've got that one goal elite four and then you've got the second goal fill your pokedex and then along the way you get the team rocket stuff and every time you get onto a new route you're like i want to see where this route leads and what the next village or town or city is going to be like and it just keeps you in that cycle constantly and the only time you really consider stopping playing is if you get beaten by someone and you think, oh, I've got to go all that way along a route now to get back to them and I've lost half my money. And and that's the only time when I ever thought, well, maybe I should stop and, and come back to it at another point, but it probably didn't do that. Um, speaking of exclusives, Retro Gamers helped me out here with a list of exclusive to red and exclusive to blue so shall we test your knowledge yeah go on then this should be fun go on then so who's exclusive to red so there are hold on one two there's 11 exclusives on each color cartridge according to this list okay so red is growlith and arcanine yes yes oddish gloom vile plume Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Scyther. Yep. Got five left. Electabuzz. Yes, four left. Uh, This is where it gets hard. Mm, Is it two sets of two-stage Evos? Yes. Ah, crap. Um, One of of them's very highly linked to Team Rocket. Meowth and Persian. No, no, no. Not not for red. Coughing and wheezing? No. Arbok and Ekans. Yep, so you got two more. Ugh. And to be fair, it is a Pokemon that I never used. Although and I think I think quite a lot of people do like it. Nah, I'm I'm not gonna get the last two of uh, red. Mankey and Primate. Primate. Yeah. So blue, you've already named two of them there. Yeah, uh, Persian and Meowth. Yep. Um, Pinsir. Yep. Magmar. Yes. Bellsprout, Weeping Bell, Victory Bell. Yep. Sandshrew and Sandslash. Yep. How many more? One left. One? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, Don't know what clues I can give. They've done a Build-A-Bear of this one, although that doesn't narrow it down too much these days. Oh, Christ. They've done a Build-A-Bear of loads of them. Um, ooh. Nah, I don't think I'm going to get this one. I would say it's potentially related to an Eevee. I always thought they were very similar anyway. A Vulpix and Ninetales? Yeah, there you go. There were two actually, weren't there? Yeah. There we go. 
I got there eventually. Because, yeah, I was I always loved Magmar. Um, so I always remember he was blue exclusive because he was one of my favourites. I never realised that Bellsprout, Weeping Bell and Victory Bell were were blue exclusive. I was just that used to seeing them uh, in the game, which is probably why I'm not as familiar with Oddish. But yeah, it must have been a later one where I finished it as well because Scyther was red exclusive, so I must have traded with somebody to get Scyther on it. So yeah, that's... You did quite well there, I think. A, a B plus at the very least. I wouldn't have been able to name any of them, I don't think. So apart from Magmar. So yeah, it, it set the groundwork, didn't it, for every Pokemon game to come. And and when you go back and play it now, you can see where they've improved on it. If you've played the later ones, there, there isn't that much, but there are little little bits, aren't there? So I think was this is there something to do with swapping out Pokemon in battles? Um, was that locked in red and blue? No, you could set it to both. Oh, it was already in there for both. Huh? I thought that was one of the things that it didn't do. So I can't really think of that many things because you've still got the bike rather than the running shoes, haven't you? So you can still... Yeah. A bit more awkward in that you have to keep equipping it and unequipping it. So later ones, they gave you the running shoes so you could sort of just whiz around a bit faster anyway. But yeah, there, there isn't that many things they changed. They just tightened everything up, didn't they, for the later ones? Yeah, graphically, obviously, overall improved. Um, but in terms of basic mechanics, the only thing they changed from the first one, aside from going from monochrome to colour um, and adding in little quirky bits like the day-night cycle and things like that, was um, that they split the special stat. So originally, Pokemon just had HP, attack, defence speed and and a combined sort of special um stat which sort of dragged in your special defense and your special attack all into one and there are and in gold and silver they split it so you had a special attack and a special defense stat as separate but you ended up with in red and blue where you had pokemon that had ridiculously high special defense and moderately high special attack that were just tanks because you couldn't hit them with a, a, an attack that actually affected them. Mewtwo being prime example. Um, it was just a beast. Uh, and to say that the game was born out of um, one of the designers, um, Satoshi Tajiri's uh, upbringing of bug collecting, there aren't that many bugs in it. And all the bugs that are in it are shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, the. It, it... The effort of raising a Metapod or um, what's the other one? Kakuna. Kakuna. Just to get, I mean, Beedrill's not bad, but Butterfree is shit. So to go through the effort of raising something that literally can't attack and just hardens itself over and over again to eventually get that, it just isn't worth it. I mean, Magikarp to Gyarados is sort of worth it because they are really good. But yeah, that one... I've done it a couple of times, and I always regret doing it, but it's one of the first things you get the chance to catch, isn't it? So you sort of, you're almost better off just keeping Caterpie and using that until you get to a level where you can just burst through Metapod in one level. But yeah, it's one of those things, you you don't know that when you first start playing, and then the, the evolutions were always a big thing for me, especially when I didn't know what was coming next. I absolutely loved it when you get that little 
tinkling noise and it's like oh what's happening and then you see an evolution take place i used to live for that moment like what's what's this gonna turn into and sometimes it was like oh that looks amazing and then sometimes it was like jesus what have they done to it like they've absolutely ruined it yeah so and i mean i never i don't think i ever evolved a pikachu unless i really really had to even though it was rubbish to keep it as a Pikachu because it just you get to a certain point, don't you, where it's just going to get wiped out every time, no matter how strong you make it, because it just it's a a first stage Pokemon, even though everyone wants to keep it as a first stage Pokemon. So I think they probably addressed that a bit in Yellow. Yeah, they made it better. And is it? Can you not evolve it in Yellow? Yeah. It... It does the... Because Yellow was based off the anime, so as we were talking about before we started this, all the characters in the game now look like their anime counterparts. They all use Pokemon that they use in the anime. Um, And the Pikachu, like Ash's Pikachu, refuses to evolve. You you can't even give it a Thunderstone. It just... I think you actually get a little uh, emote graphic off it when you try Mm. and do it. And it gets a little bit angry and it gets little lightning bolts coming off it. So that was an addition they did with Yellow, which was quite nice. Because I know that was the case in Let's Go Pikachu, but I didn't know if it was from Yellow or whether that was something yeah. they added in later. But yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, Yellow was a... We've touched upon it there, but it was basically the TV show version of the first round of games, wasn't it? So And that's, I think, why we've ended up with the third iteration on all the other ones or some of the other ones, because they realised, oh, people will buy it again if we just change it slightly and amalgamate everything from the other two into one and just tweak it a little bit, then we can sell them the same game a third time instead of just two times. So we've sort of got the TV show to blame for that, I suppose, because they probably wouldn't have had that idea without having to do the yellow version. But I remember the yellow version being like gold dust as kids, because was it a Japan-only thing? Or did it eventually come out over here? No, the way they did it was weird, though, and I never under I never understood why they made the change because in a, in Japan it was red and green mm. carts, and then they did like blue as a special edition, and then they released yellow later on as the Pikachu edition. But for us, we got it as red and blue. We didn't get a green, um, so they literally did one for every color of the starters. And then mm. we also got yellow later, but yellow, I think they must have done it as a short print run or something, or the hype was that big around it that it just sold gangbusters and no one could get hold of it. I remember everyone wanting it, and then I remember this lad in our school coming in and being like, I've got a copy and I'll sell you it all for like a pound a copy, and everyone's like, what's he on about? A pound a copy? That It's madness. And it turned out he got a ROM on floppy disks so this is how far back we're going and he'd even he'd even gone to the effort of buying yellow floppy disks so he got like 20 yellow floppy disks with pokemon yellow scrawled on the front of it in a marker and it was this like really bad i don't know if it was a fan translation because it was clearly a japanese game and somebody had overtyped it all with really bad translated english and it was practically unplayable but i for a quid i thought i'll give it a go I think I've still got it knocking about somewhere. I don't think I'd dare put it into a computer these days. But yeah, it was um that was an interesting one when everyone like the whole school at one point was playing this dodgy knockoff version of Pokemon Yellow. I mean it's a good way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, and and it got I don't think I had blue at the time. 
So for me, it was like, oh, I get to play Pokemon again. And it, it was painful because it was really slow as well. Because like the emulation wasn't, it, it had like an, it was self-contained. So it wasn't like you loaded it into an emulator. It just ran off this floppy disk. So God knows what, what it was running. But it was like, yeah, like, I mean, for a Game Boy game to be running at like one frame every couple of seconds, <laughs> you knew that something was going wrong. Uh, but because we couldn't get anything else, it was one of those things you sort of just played it to death. So yeah, I got quite far in Pokemon Yellow before uh, I actually got a legit, well, not a legit copy of Blue and switched over to actually playing it on, on a Game Boy. But we we said that we didn't know if we'd get an hour out of this, so we did come up with a contingency plan, which was to, because we're obviously really up with the times and got our finger on the pulse of what's current, we thought we'd do a tier list, which hasn't been popular for about a year now. But <laughs> we thought it'd be a good fun way to sort of go through the uh, the original Pokemon and see what we think of them. So if you might hear the laptop clicking away while it tries to figure out what I'm doing. We found a, a tier list that sort of covers off all the Pokemon, so we will go through that, and hopefully in the half an hour or so we've got left, we can categorise all 150, sorry, 151, can't forget Mew. Don't forget Mew. Into S, A, B, C, and D. Warning. The following section of the podcast isn't all that interesting. In fact, it's a bit of a slog. If you want to listen to a lot of mouse button clicking, Jay forgetting the names of even the most basic Pokemon, and Ditto being unfairly slut-shamed again, please listen on. But otherwise, just jump to around the 1 hour and 10 minute mark, and check out the image of our tier list on Facebook if you're really that interested. I think we'll be able to reach a consensus on this fairly easily for most of them. Yeah, I'd say so. Starting with Bulbasaur. Oh, Bulbasaur was my first starter, so he's the, he's the OG for me he is he is the goat in terms of uh starters for me because i yeah i never picked charmander do you want him in s no i'll go with a i'll go with a because i'll i've got some s rank pokemon and what about his evolutions venusaur and ivysaur i have a problem with middle stage evolutions i don't like them as much really as useful. the first or the final Mm. And they always look a bit, to sound completely out of tune with the kids, but a bit derpy. They always look like (laughs) there's something wrong with them. I mean, have you seen Venusaur? Because that's the the very definition of derpy when you look at its face. I'm looking at it now. (laughs) I think you've been a bit harsh to Ivysaur there, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy to put the mid-stage evolutions lower because they're sort of like a... You don't use them for very long, do you? You don't. They don't no. really get stuck in your memory or anything, and they're not particularly good. They're a means to an end. So C for yeah, yeah Ivysaur, uh, Venusaur. I like Venusaur. The only thing is, it in Pokemon Color uh, in Pokemon Stadium, it's it is creepy. The 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 <laughs> art design for it because when it attacks, its eyes go bloodshot. They literally go from like white with a little black pupil and they go pink with veins. And it's just like, <laughs> it's freaky. So I'd, I'd give Venusaur like a B. I was going to say B because I've never been the biggest fan. So stick it in B. Charmander, A again. Even though I don't yeah, use yeah. it very often, I do like the sprite for Charmander and it is 
quite a useful Pokemon to have in the games where you can actually catch it and you don't have to waste your starter pick on it. So, middle stage, where are we going? We're going back to C again. C for Charmeleon. And then Charizard. I'd go A again. See, I don't don't get the hype behind Charizard. And it is, it's like the secondary mascot after Pikachu. If Hmm. you see any sort of merchandising, it is Pikachu first and foremost, followed by Charizard. And they have transferred it between every generation and they give it no amount of new forms, new versions, and <laughs> yeah. it gets all the love. And I don't understand it. To be co- I mean, the anime version, Ash's Charizard, was great because it didn't listen to him and set him on fire quite a lot <laughs> of times as well, if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, I'd give it like a B slash A. We'll go B, and then we're following the same pattern. Uh, Squirtle, for me, I mean, for me, it's an S, but I understand why it's not an S for everyone else. So I kind of think if we're bringing the anime in, I think Squirtle deserves S because of the little shades it wore. Yeah, it it was a proper cool guy. Was Squirtle? You don't have to. You don't have to talk me into that. (laughs) War Turtle C again because it's just it's not one or the other, is it? It's just weird. And I'm not a massive Blastoise fan. I prefer Squirtle over Blastoise every day of the week. So I'll probably give that a B, just the same as we have for the other three. Right, this is gonna be this is gonna be embarrassing because it's gonna be somewhere I've completely forgot the name and I'm gonna be like, uh, what's this one? So we've got Caterpie mm, C. Yeah, he's cute enough. It is cute, and it, yeah. And it's one of the that. first you get, isn't it? So we'll go C. I wish I could add an E to you. Uh, <laughs> for funnily enough, Metapod. Metapod. It's got to be a, it's got to be a D, isn't it? There's there's D no tier. use to that yeah. thing. Butterfree. I'd give it like a solid C. The design's nice. Yeah. Um, and you got the random pink Butterfree in um, the anime mm. as well, where they it was like a shiny, but it wasn't a shiny. Weedle. I'd make a case I'd... for Weedle going up to B because I just think it looks really cool. <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's like a clown and a caterpillar mixed together with a horn <laughs> stuck on its head. They remind me of the, cat, the uh, caterpillars from Mario. You know the one yeah, with the yeah, massive yeah. red the nose? The, the, yeah, Wigglers, that's the one. It, yeah, yeah, so I'd kind of put it up with B, yeah. Kakuna, D. It's, yeah, it's falling right off my critical spectrum as Kakuna. It's just, yeah, no. Beedrill? Maybe a B? See, I rate it below Butterfree. Really? I prefer yeah. it. Let's stick it in C then, seeing as we can't agree on that one. Pidgey. I mean, for me, Pidgey was... He was up there back in the day. My, my male Pidgey called Mabel... Was uh, was right up there. So, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the first but, things you catch. I'm I'm willing to put Pidgey in C on the caveat that we can put the evolution slightly higher. Fair. So, is it Pidgeot and then Pidgeotto, or is it the other way around? Pidgeotto and then Pidgeot. I don't know why, because you'd think they'd lengthen the name as it got <laughs> as it evolved, but no. So I'd say Pidgeotto C and then Pidgeot B for me personally. Yeah, I like Pidgeot's quiff. This is getting unruly now because it's. I thought it would shrink the sprites on this tier list, but it just makes the tier list bigger. So <laughs> it's getting lower and lower. Uh, so yeah, we're going B with that one. Ratata. I've, I've, I've never been a fan of Rattata or Raticate, to be honest with you. I think they're I'm just bland, st- really. Stick them both in D for me. Yeah. All right, that's a quick one. Spiro and Firo. 
again, I was always a Pidgey person. Yeah, it's like Pidgey from the rough neck of the woods. Spiro. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 lo- it looks like it'd shank you <laughs> if, it get, if it had the chance. This is one of those cases where it evolves and it looks infinitely worse than it did when it was like the yeah. first stage. So I'm I'm thinking C for Spearow and D for Fero because it just looks yeah. Ekans and Arbok. See, I like the name because it's just mm. Snake and Cobra backwards. It's... <laughs> Plus, I liked the Team Rocket, um, Ekans, Arbok, Wheezing, and Coughing. Mm. They they were good. C's or B's. Yeah, I put them at C because I wouldn't like. I'd never use one. Right here we go, contentious one, Pikachu. When you bring in the anime in, he's got to be an A, surely at least. He has plus in the first booster set. You have Fat Pikachu, which is the original art design for him. He's a chunky boy. Is oh, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's a right little chunk. <laughs> so, so we'll yeah, put him in A. Grade. Raichu, I mean, I'd go C or D for that because I just wouldn't ever use one. I'd I'd say C if we're not going with the other versions because I love Alolan Raichu with the little surfboard for a tail. Oh, yeah, I can see that, yeah, because they've got all the variants in here as well. Sandshrew? Yeah, it's all right. C C. for cuteness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandslash, D? Yeah. Again, wouldn't use him. Nidoran, is it the blue one? It's Nidoran female, yeah. And this this is the thing as well. So with red and blue, you obviously didn't have different genders. Mm. So which they introduced in gold and silver. So if they'd done genders from the beginning, Nidoran would have been one line, and yeah. it would have had a branched evolution depending on gender. But I I'm not a fan of the female variety of Nidoran. All three of those in D. Yeah. Whereas Nidoran male, Nidorino, and Nidoking are like C stroke B for me. Nidoking yeah, definitely okay. B. You reckon? Yeah. We'll go C C B on those then. God, this is getting tricky now. Not in terms of deciding, in terms of I don't have enough screen space to manage this. <laughs> oh, okay, I can reorder them before I drop them in. That makes it slightly easier. Yeah, so he's up in B. Clefairy. The the moon evolution Pokemon, so Clefairy, Clefable, Jigglypuff, and Wigglytuff, I've never had much time for. The only reason I like Jigglypuff is the anime where it gets narked that everyone falls asleep when it sings. <laughs> I'm going to go D for Clefairy and Clefable. Yeah. Uh, Vulpix? It's okay. It's C. cute. Yeah. Ninetales is a D for me. I wouldn't ever use yeah. it. Doesn't look particularly nice. Jigglypuff. I'd have a case for B for Jigglypuff. Anime appearance only, though. Yeah, but not Wigglytuff. No, Wigglytuff is nightmare fuel. It's going in D straight away. It looks like if a TV show like Black Mirror was making a toy that was going <laughs> yeah. to take over, that's what they'd design it to look like. Right, well, what have we got? Zubat and Golbat. I think I speak for everybody. Screw Zubat, because it is the bane of everyone's life trying to get through a sodding cave, and that is all you get. Uh, Oddish? I I have a soft spot for the Oddish line. Gloom, not so much, because it's a bit weird again. Sniffly. Yeah. 
I'd go C for Oddish at the least, unless you want to go B. Yeah, C for Oddish, D for uh, for Gloom, and then I'd say a B for Vile Plume. Okay, I'll agree with that. It's filling up nicely. Paris? Nah. D. <laughs> yeah, same with Parasect. Nah. Parasect, the eyes. I hate the eyes. I mean, I kind of get it because the mushroom on its back's taken over, so it's a bit like a cordyceps mm. fungus uh, yeah. from um, The Last of Us, but on a crab thing, it's just haunting. Uh, Diglett has to go fairly high for me. Oh, yeah. Again, anime. Uh, plus, no one has ever worked out what lies beneath the ground <laughs> on either it or Doug Trio. So I would go B for Diglett. Yeah. I'd I'd say like a C for Doug Trio because it's lazy design. It is three yeah. Diglets. Spoilers for when we get to Dodrio and Dojuo. Oh, we've missed Venonat. Venonat and Venomoth. Oh yeah, so we have. See again, I like the design of Venonat. I wouldn't ever use it, but I think it looks cool. Yeah, it makes sense as well as a bug. Go C for Venonat and then probably D for Venomoth because I wouldn't use it. Yeah. And it doesn't look as nice. Meowth. Anime only, it's a B. Because it's got the little yeah. Brooklyn accent. And it taught itself to talk to impress a girl. Love that bit of the storyline. I'd lobby for A, you know. Just oh, bringing yeah, the anime into it. Yeah. So I do, I do really rate Meowth. Persian, there. Yeah. I don't think there's a... That's weird. There isn't a Persian sprite in this list. It's okay. like they didn't care for it either. They just <laughs> left it out. Nope. There's there's all the variations of Meowth, like the one that's got overgrown hair and stuff. But yeah, no Persian. Uh, Psyduck, again, quite high for me because of the anime and the... I'd give it either A or S. S if, it's, if we're basing it off the um, Detective Pikachu movie. Because that yeah, is by far and away the best thing in the film. I do like... I've always had a soft spot for Psyduck, just the design of it. Golduck, D for mm. me. I'd, I'd never mm. use it again. No. Do you want to go C? You seemed a bit... Yeah, we'll go C. C. Um, where are we? So, Mankey and Primeape. I like Primeape because it's... It gets so angry it dies. So that's one of its Pokedex entries. It can get so angry it dies, which is horrific. And that's the other thing I have to say as well. Some Pokedex entries, considering it's a game for kids, are horrific. Oh, they are yeah, they're haunting. Brutal, aren't they? Um, but Mankey's tail freaks me out. And where does it go? <laughs> they didn't put a lot of effort in, did they, to those two? Like, evolutionary-wise, they don't look very different. One just looks bigger than the other. And I'm not being funny, It they didn't put a lot of effort into the name, Mankey. It's one <laughs> letter change from Monkey. <laughs> so what are we going for both of them? I, I'd give Primeape a, a C and Mankey a D. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Growlithe? He's a good dogger. He's, he is your best boy in... Uh, Gen 1. He's a proper good boy. Would you go B? Yeah. And then when he's evolved? Arcanine. See, Arcanine was supposed to be one of the three legends. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? So you were supposed to have Articuno, Zapdos, and Arcanine was supposed to be the third one, which would have been really weird. Two birds and a dog. Hmm. Um, but then they changed it to Moltres. So I, and its name, it, it's 
Pokedex entry is the legendary Pokemon. So I kind of I kind of <laughs> feel like it needs something behind it. Go so B. maybe B. Put it with its yeah, stick it on the same tier. Poliwag. Poliwag and Poliwhirl, I like. Poliwrath is freaky. <laughs> CCD. Yeah. Plus the spirals on their belly. That's their intestines. It, the skin on its belly is translucent, and that spiral pattern is supposed to be its visible intestines. Yeah, I like it even less now. Which is horrific, because it can spin them to hypnotise people, which is <laughs> awful. Abracadabra and Alakazam. Love the naming con- convention. Love it. And the hey. fact that um, there was a magician that tried to... No, it's Yuri Gello, isn't it? Yuri Geller tried suing them for Alakazam. That's why he's not been in the game for so long, because they were scared to put him back in, but he's like, Yuri Geller's finally relented and said, actually, it's a bit of a tribute. I think the not so much Alakazam, but the Japanese name basically is Yuri Geller, yeah. <laughs> like slightly tweaked, so there, there weren't really any hide in it. Um, I would say put them in C, just because they're a pain yeah. in the ass to catch, or at least Abra is. Yeah, because it just teleports, doesn't it? As soon as you try and catch it, so stick all them in C. Machop. See, the thing I like about Machop, Machoke, and Machamp are their Japanese names, which are Ka, Ra, and Te. <laughs> so you've got them all together, and you've got Karate. So they did something similar with Abracadabra and Alakazam, but mm. I, I don't mind Machop. It's all right. Machoke freaks me out because it's got those red. Stretch like marks arms. on its arms, yeah. and then the the third one looks a bit like Goro, doesn't it? I don't know if they're influenced yeah. by Mortal Kombat, but I like I'd put I put Machop at a B because I lo- I love the design, and then the other two I'd put maybe C or maybe yeah, a D fair. and a C. Uh, D for Machop. Go D and then C. Freaky. Yeah. Plus, it gets teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and then loses them. So then we've got. The Bellsprout Evolutions. Not so keen on the first two. I like Victory Bell, but again, that's because of the anime, because James had one, and it used to eat him. <laughs> DDC? Yeah. So I wouldn't use them, necessarily, but... they. I think it's clever, the way that they look like the... What are they called, those plants? The pitcher plants. Yeah, they've, they've clearly stuck with a theme there, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Tentacle and Tentacruel are both D for me. I don't like either of them, but... Tentacool is the water equivalent of Zubat. It's everywhere. But Tentacruel I like, again, because of its anime appearance when it was giant, and it was literally... (laughs) There was like a Godzilla episode where it went through (laughs) demolishing buildings, so I've kind of got a fondness for Tentacruel. Do you want to push that to a, a C? Yeah, I'll push it to a C. Uh, Geodude, again, similar to Zubat. I do like his design, but I wouldn't particularly rate him any higher than a C at most. No. Stick him in C, just because he looks a bit cool. Uh, And then you've got, was it Graveler? Yeah. Again, middle stage. We go D with that. And then, is it Gollum? Yeah. Which had to be traded for, didn't it? So I never got one of those. I never. There's a rock type later on in the list that's my fave from Gen One, and I didn't like this at all. 
I'll put him in C just because he looks pretty cool. But yeah, he's a bit a bit annoying that you had to trade for it. Uh, Ponietta. It's a horse. <laughs> it's a fiery horse. It's a D for me. I wouldn't ever use it. I mean, the is it an alone one? The one that looks like a unicorn? Yeah, the one that looks like My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah. Bit of, bit of props for that, because I'm sure that's been done to wind somebody up. Yeah, probably. But I'd, I'd stick them both in D for me. I don't like either of them. Nah. They're just an inconvenience when you have to face them. Uh, so now we're getting to it. Slowpoke. Love Slowpoke. It has to be high up for me. And the same with Slowbro. The very fact that it's a shelter that's bitten onto its tail. It doesn't <laughs> notice in the slightest, but it's caused it to evolve. I'd stick them both in B. Yeah. Maybe a, a shout to put Slowpoke in A. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Let's do that. Uh, so where are we now? So we've got... Uh, oh, God, what's it called? Is it Magmite? Magnemite, yeah. Magnemite and then Magneton, is it? Yes. Wouldn't ever <laughs> use them personally. Uh, they're all right. I mean, and it's good, that lazy... But... One yeah, into three, three thing. So we'll stick the we'll stick the evolved version in D. Would you want the other one in C? Yeah, I'd say so. Right, far fetched. It's a duck Just with a weird. leak. Just I mean, weird. the name suits it because it is very far fetched. But then the whole damn roster is far fetched. But I like its new Galarian form because it gets a mm. massive leak that's like a little samurai sword. <laughs> But I never used it. The only way you could get it in-game was you had to trade an NPC for it, so you couldn't get him in the wild. Yeah. And I just never used it at all. D? Yeah. Uh, shall we give it a C because of the design? Because it does look pretty cool. But other than yeah. that, I I very rarely used Pokemon that don't evolve, so I wouldn't have gone near it anyway. But yeah, that's that's probably for me. So then we've got Doduo and Dodrio. Both D's for me. Yeah, it's a it's an ostrich with two heads and an ostrich with three heads. Absolutely no interest in using them. And the same with the the next ones. Even even the names are uninspired for these. The design is uninspired because it's literally a seal and a dugong, and that's the name <laughs> seal and dugong. It's just <laughs> like, oh God's sake! Right, uh, muck. I quite like muck. I like Muck. Not a massive fan of Grimer. Again, that's got a little bit too much of a goofy face for me, the Prevo. Go Grimer D. And we'll go Muck C. Yeah. Just because he's... Again, probably not one I'd use. But I respect the sort of sprite work on it. So we've got... Is it Shelder? Yeah. I used to do as a, a shelter impression as a kid, which was to pull my hood really tight and just stick my tongue out. So I've got a <laughs> fondness for shelter. It wasn't the most inspired. <laughs> What's the evolved one called? Cloister. Cloister, that's it. Shelter, what, C? And then Cloister, a D? Yeah. I feel like we're, we're going low end, but I don't want to be too generous because I think the ones at the top should be special. So this one is going to be, I think, high here. So we've got Ghastly. What's the middle one called? I always forget the middle one. Haunter and Gengar, is it? That's the one. Yeah, the, these are all A for me, with Gengar yeah. possibly pushing an S. 
I'd say Gengar's an S because he's he's become a bit of a mascot himself, hasn't he? For the he has, and he's supposed to be Clefairy's shadow. Ah, the design is almost identical, including the little back spikes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I didn't know that. Right. So who's next? Onyx. It's okay. I mean, in the anime, it got beaten by a Pikachu, which should never happen. It got electrocuted. <laughs> I'd stick it in C because I d- it's one of the few that don't evolve that I did use quite a lot because it's quite powerful early on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I-, I like so it. I'd stick that in evolution. C. I like Steelix, mm. but that's not this gen. So. Drowsy's a D for me. Oh, the, the pair of them freak me out. And if Hypno. I could put yeah, Hypno they're... into an E grade, I would, because that thing <laughs> is freaky. Here's another couple of Ds coming up for you. Uh, Krabby. I mean the name. What's the evolution called? Krabby and Kingler. <laughs> Kingler, yeah. Straight in at D. We won't waste any more time on those. Uh, Voltorb and Electabuzz. Uh, not Electabuzz, uh, sorry. Voltorb and... Electrode. Uh, uh, the palette swaps of each other. Yeah. They get slightly bigger and they switch the colours. And with a weird face. Like on the when it evolves, its face goes weird. <laughs> So happy. I'd be willing. I'd go C and then D for those because I don't mind yeah. Voltorb, apart from the fact it self destructs a lot, which is annoying when you're trying to get. Uh, so who's next? Execute, is it? An executor, yeah. Yeah. Don't like execute. It's weird. No. Um, it don't seeds like either of that them look personally. like eggs. I like executor, but I used to use it. Where do you want to put that? C? Yeah, put it as a C. I've got no particular fondness for it, but I did used to use it. So, my all-time favourite Pokemon next. Love Cubone. Cubone's an S for me. Fantastic in the the film. Hmm. But I've not got any particular fondness for Marowak. No, I haven't. I'd go go S and C, personally. Yeah. Because I can use Marowak, but... Yeah. And the, the story's pretty tragic, isn't it? About the... Although a bit odd when you think about it, because it wears the skull of its dead mother, yeah. and it's born when it hatches from an egg, already wearing the skull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's next? Where are we? Hitmon Lee and Hitmon Chan. Hitmon Lee, I can take or leave, but I do like Hitmon Chan. Hitmon Chan's the puncher, isn't he? And Hitmon is, Lee's yeah. the kicker. Yeah. So we'll give Hitmon Chan. Do you want a C or a B? Uh, I'll go with B for Hitmonchan. And I've put him on Lee and D because I just don't use him. Uh, Licky Tongue. If I could put it in an F tier because this would go below <laughs> Hitmo. It, it's weird. Why does it need to have a big tongue? <laughs> uh, I always had a soft spot for Tanglia. Yes, yeah. The, des- I mean... the design more than anything. I never used it, but I just think it's got a really good design. It's it's in that sort of Venonat category in that it looks yeah. pretty cute. But weird, so I'd go with a B for that one. Yeah. Oh, um, coughing and wheezing. Or have, or did we do those with Arbok and Ekans? No, but they're not here. Strangely okay, enough. Okay, so we've got coughing and so wheezing. Whoever did this list obviously missed a few out. Um, so who who else did we miss? Persian and coughing and wheezing. So... Persian, coughing, wheezing, and Rhyhorn and Rhydon. Yeah, they're not in here either, so we've picked a... Oh, no, wait, they are. They're next. Ride on and ride oh, on. Okay. 
So we'll do coughing and wheezing at the end. Uh, so where are you putting Rhydon and Rhyhorn? Because I didn't ever use them. I used Rhydon as my rock type um, instead of Golem, so he's like a B grade for me. Rhyhorn, meh, C. C for me. This list is getting really cumbersome to like navigate now. I'm glad I'm not doing it on a phone. Let's put it that way. Cedra <laughs> uh, and Kingdra, is it? Uh, horsey and Cedra. Horsey and Cedra, sorry. Yeah. Like Horsey, not a massive fan of Cedra. My uh, Gen 1 knowledge is letting me down today. So, should we go C and D? Yeah. And who's next? Goldeen would be a D for me. Yeah, same with Seeking. I've, I've got no particular love for either of them. And then I know this probably is controversial, but um, Starmie and... Star you. Star you would be D's for me as well. I never liked them. They just used to get oh, in my way. I used to like them. I'd, I'd give, I'll, I'll push for a C. If you're going with D, I would have gone for a B, but we'll go with middle. Right, here comes the uh, no. bottom of the pile. No. <laughs> I no. mean, it was good in it was good in the film, that's all I'll say. Yeah. When but it was Mr. an actual mime. mime. <laughs> but Mr. Mime for me has got to be a D. Yeah. Uh, Scyther. Kangaskhan and Chansey. No, we haven't. This list is... Uh, They've got carried away putting all the Alohan forms in, I think, and missed a few oh. out. So we'll have to we'll have to add them in at the end. So Scyther for me would be a B, yeah, at the least, and Jinx would be a D, yeah, because again, plus there was the whole implied racism thing with the blackface thing that wasn't intentional, I don't think, because it was for kids. So, but it was still there. It was still there. Who's next? Uh, Electabuzz, I really like his design. Yep. And same for Magmar. I put them both at either a B or a C. Yep, agreed. Stick them in probably same for the pin- say the same for Pinsa. See, I never cared for Pinsa, but it wasn't I don't dislike it, I just never never used it. So yeah, we can go stick that in C, yeah? Yep. And uh, next we've got Tauros, is it? Yeah, I'd say D. D for me, it's, yeah. It's uninspired. Magikarp, now, normally you'd say Magikarp was a D, but oh, have no. you ever played the mobile the mobile game about, like, <laughs> Magikarp, Magikarp jump. jump or... Yeah, <laughs> I think that deserves a few points <laughs> just for that. That deserves it. It's either a B or an A, because it is, even in the <laughs> anime, it's phenomenally funny. Stuff like Pokemon Snap as well. Because, again, games that have spun off from Pokemon, it is hilarious in Pokemon Snap. I'll put him in A, and I'll put Gyarados in B. Yeah. We're getting there now. Lapras? Yeah, it's all right. I'd, I'd give it a C. There are better yeah. water types in the region. You know who's coming next. Ditto! Putting it, putting it about all over the list. <laughs> uh, I, th- uh, I like... I like. I, like I think, it, uh, given that it's our our unofficial mascot for yeah. the channel, I think we we've got to put it at an least S. an A. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, let's stick it in S. I like the fact that when it transforms, it can't get rid of its face, so it's <laughs> got the two dots and the smile. It can't copy faces, and I think that's adorable. <laughs> uh, Evie and Evie's evolutions. Oh, 
Eevee's okay, but all three of the evolutions in this, so Vaporeon, Jolteon, and Flareon, Eve, every single evolution design has been great, in my opinion, mm. and they're like A grade. So I'll, I'm going to put all four in A, because I do like Eevee. I'm just sad that you don't get to keep an Eevee, really, because you... Yeah, it's a waste, isn't it? Keeping an Eevee. I think Umbreon's probably my favourite. Same here. If I had to pick one, uh, but yeah, I do like I like Jolteon as well. Uh, we've we've got to give the next one quite high because it gave kids epilepsy and seizures <laughs> throughout Japan, and it's never been in the anime since. That's the thing. None of it or its evolutions have been allowed back in the uh, anime because of that episode. It's great. I'm not sure saying we've got to give it high because it gave kids epilepsy is a winning formula, but I just I'll think put it's it hilarious B. that its debut episode gave kids seizures, so they had to ban it, <laughs> and just it never aired in the US, and it's never been in an episode since. So I'm drawing a blank for the name of this next one. Which one? The, uh, yes, that's it. They'd both go in D for me. I never used them. Yeah, the next ones, however, I used. They were, yeah, they Kabuto were and faves. Kabutops. I used yeah. them. So I'd, I'd, what you say, B or C? Yeah, I'd say B. Get them up into B. How about, I don't know, should we go C for Kabuto and B for Kabutops? It's more useful, yeah. isn't it, once it evolves? Plus it's like a little uh... rock shogun. <laughs> uh, oh, God, what's he called? The, the dragon thing. Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl, sorry. Dragonite is coming next. I've, I've skipped ahead a few. Aerodactyl, for me, it's a D, uh, C. I like yeah. the design, but I don't use it. Snorlax is S for me. Yeah. Just because of so many different things. I love the design. I actually quite like using it. I like the fact that you can't get past it unless you wake it up with a flute, which makes no sense <laughs> And it gets sense angry. Whatsoever. Because you've woken <laughs> it up and it throws a bit of a tantrum. Arcticuno? It's my second favourite of the birds, so I'd give it like a C. Zapdos? A. And Moltres. That is my favourite. Moltres <laughs> looks like a cooked turkey. Moltres is a C for me. It, it looks like K- a KFC bucket on fire because it's got the proper chunky le- legs with little spindly bits on the end and its wings are all skinny and yeah so I'm going to go CBA with them yeah which I think is fair I don't know if this is entertaining what we've just done for the last half an hour but I've enjoyed it uh, so is it Dragonite, Dragonair oh Dratini uh, sorry Dratini first I, I like Dratini Again, it's the middle evolution stage that I don't like. I like the other two. The only thing I have, the only problem I have with Dragonite is the fact that it completely changes colour. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got blue, blue, bright f-ing orange, and it's like, what? <laughs> I'm going to put Dratini high. I'd go A for Dratini because I really like it's like yeah. how it looks. And then I'd go B for, for Dragonite, and then the middle evolution is going in D for me. Yeah. And then we've got Mewtwo and Mew. Mewtwo's an S. It was badass. In the game, in the anime, in the movie. I think Mew's probably an A for me as well. Yeah, because it's got the cutesy appeal to it. It is kind of a cute Pokemon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. 
it's the best thing you can say about it, really. I take it they're not an evolutionary chain, are they? They were like, no. was Mew the first experiment and Mewtwo was the second, basically? Mew was one of the first Pokemon, apparently. And ah, then right. they used its DNA and spliced it and created the genetic abomination that is Mewtwo. So we've technically done, although there are a couple that, that haven't made the list, aren't there? Yeah, so there's Chansey, which I'd put as a D anyway because it's freaky. And then Kangaskhan. Oh, I've just found that we could have added more levels. Oh. That would have been a nice thing to know before we started. But fair enough, we've added them all in now. So, yeah, uh, so what have we got left? At Persian, I'd put a D, not interested. Yeah. Kangaskhan, I'd put a D, not interested. Yeah. And then Coughing and Wheezing, I'd probably go a C. Where did we put Arbok and Ekans? I think based on the anime, we put them in C. So yeah, yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, same again. So I've downloaded the image, so that will be going up on our website at some point if anyone wants to pick the bones out of what we've just talked through with those emissions in there, unfortunately. But yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I don't know, as I said, I don't know if it was entertainment for anyone, but I enjoyed going through them all and and casting our verdict. Plus the plus the listeners have had some interesting tidbits of information out of it. I've I've been on full Pokedex entry uh, mode. <laughs> and they've learned that we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven S tier Pokemon in Gen go. 1, which is Squirtle, Psyduck, Gengar, Cubone, Ditto, Snorlax, and Mewtwo. So if you want him to put a team together, knock one of them out. Um, I mean, you couldn't get Mewtwo to put a team together to fight the Elite Four, so. If you can keep a Squirtle as a Squirtle right till the Elite Four, good on you. <laughs> I think you might struggle with, with that team, but there you go. If you persevered through that, thank you. Hopefully you have been bestowed with some nuggets of Pokemon wisdom, such as the knowledge that Cubone is born wearing its mother's skull. The fact Prime Ape can get so angry it dies, similar to how Jay first felt when playing Dino Dini's Abomination Soccer, and that Porygon's mere appearance can trigger seizures. I'd also like to point out we don't find seizures funny, just in case someone decides to complain. Anyway, on with the show. So in terms of a rating for uh, Red and Blue, we gave Gold and Silver a 71, and I would put these higher than that. Oh, massively higher, like top 80s higher because this spawned a generation of Pokemon collectors and Pokemon nerds and animes and spin-off games and plushies and everything without red and blue and I don't think Nintendo were expecting it to take off as well as it did No, because this is by far and away their best franchise if you look at yeah from games to merchandise. Mario, alright, it's sort of expanded into Lego and stuff like that, and you get a, the odd plushie. Um, Zelda, you get statues, which are fitting with the sort of heroic knights yeah. thing. But you don't get much, whereas Pokemon, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. you can pretty much get a plush of every Pokemon, can't you? If you were that way inclined and you had a storage locker to keep them all in, you could get a thousand plushies of Pokemon. So the the merchandise 
the merchandising options for this just for plush toys alone and then they've licensed them to build a bear and then you've got notebooks and water bottles and toys and other spin-off games like mystery dungeon that's crap but people still bought it and then you've got the tv show and the films and there must be more that i'm not even no that it's like there's a there's literal pokemon centers isn't there in japan that is just a shop full of is there there's just a shop full of merchandise and it's a, a, a point that people make when they go to Japan to go in the Pokemon Center because it's set yeah. up like an actual in-universe Pokemon Center. Mm. They've got um, a massive statue of Mewtwo in its storage tank just sleeping in, in the foyer. And yeah, it, there's 1,015 Pokemon. I find that ridiculous. Ridiculous that they've spent 20 years finding a 1,015 ways of essentially drawing a cat wrong. Yeah, but to be fair, have you seen one of them? The, one of them's a cheese string, isn't it? Number 1,000. <laughs> just yes. a big gold cheese string. And it's like they they've clearly need to stop now. They've run out of yes. ideas. <laughs> just but, yeah, stop. But... but, I mean, the merchandise side of it, I'm looking around my... I, I use the term office in very sort of inverted air quotes because it's not an office anymore, but I've got literally next to me a Build-A-Bear Snorlax and I've got a huge Cubone that I paid way too much for from HMV, a Jigglypuff, a Dragonite. I've got Funkos of half of them on one of the shelves above. It's just an absolute monster in terms of merchandise and they're obviously never going to stop with it. It's just going to go until there's 2,000 and 3,000 Pokemon until the sort of end of time. We'll all be sitting around waiting for the sun to burn out and playing a new Pokemon game, probably. So it's just such an enduring franchise that all started with this game. And I can't remember what we gave Mario 64. I know it was like, was it like 93 or something? Yeah, I think Uh, so. But at the top of the list that I can see, because as I said the other day, I've been lazy and not updated it. We've got Majora's Mask at 88, just below Super Mario, and then Resident Evil at 88. Is there a shout for putting Pokemon Red and Blue above those two? I'd I'd say there is a shout for putting it at like 96. Really? And when you when you don't just consider the games as well, I mean, Ash has been a main character in a kids show that's gone on for 25 years now, and they have only just, I think it was last month, retired him as a main character. Hmm. And it's appealed. We're sort of being hypocrites, because we gave Tetris and Pac-Man quite low, because we said it was crap, and we didn't sort of take into account the legacy that it's left. However, Pokemon were taken into account the fact that it is a brilliant game, that it has a massive place in both our hearts, that it has then spawned multiple more games that are practically the same, that are just as good, but not quite, because you're never going to reachieve that level of nostalgia that the first one's got. And then you consider the juggernaut that it's become. I mean, you can get a few bits of Tetris and Pac-Man merchandise, but there aren't full shops dedicated to it. So in this instance, I feel like we do need to take outside of the game into account as well and that's why i think yeah 96 it's a bold statement but i wouldn't disagree with it and it's not just the game as well it's not just that it's influential in terms of the magnitude and the scope it currently encompasses 
but no one's really tried to crib off it. No one has really tried, we're going to make our own version of Pokemon, and it happens all the time. So when there's the... a couple, isn't there? There's yeah, there's Digimon the one, was a but... the the one that springs to mind is Digimon, and it's not yeah. the same, but it's similar. And then there was one for Game Boy Advance. I think I think I mentioned it in the first episode where you could catch monsters and actually breed them together and come up with like an abomination of the two mixed together. So I think some have tried, but none have tried and actually managed to make it close to what Pokemon is. I mean, you look at Digimon and it's a popular franchise. It's not a tenth of what Pokemon is. It's still plodding along just, but Pokemon is literally getting stronger still. Like there's still people getting into it now and and it just keeps going and going and like the amount of franchise deals there are. I mean, McDonald's were giving them away at one point. You could get little Pokemon toys, and it's just it reaches every aspect. I don't think there's many people on this planet that if you said Pokemon to them, they wouldn't know what it is. Yeah, and and no other gaming company has really tried to do their own franchise. Really, not not properly because, or even take any aspect of it because you get like Dark Souls clones these days, and there's hundreds mm. of them. And you get sort of the Rocksteady with um, the Batman Arkham counter combat. Mm. Loads of games cribbed off that and just replicated it and passed it around. Next to no one has attempted to take Pokemon's crown, essentially. I think they just know it's a lost cause. Yeah. You'd be turning up to a battle that someone had won <laughs> 20 years ago and is sat at home rubbing Brasso into the trophy while you're on the battlefield <laughs> with a stick going, um, is anyone going to come and challenge me? <laughs> nah, you're alright mate, thanks. Right, we'll call it then 96. It's in the book. We did say something might come and beat the ones we got and I wasn't expecting it to but yeah, the more we've discussed it it's just unavoidable that, I mean, it's one of my favourite games of all time regardless of everything else, so it would have always been in the 90s for me anyway, but yeah I think 96. It's a bold statement. Will something knock it off the top? As I say every episode, we've not played Shenmue yet. We've not played Jet Set Willy yet, so you never know. We could surprise you. I think it will be a hard thing to beat, because regardless of my emotional attachment towards Majora's Mask, I can keep coming back to Pokemon constantly, and it doesn't wear thin, really, especially the older ones. No. Exactly. And it's just a, every aspect of it. I mean, I'm looking at this Cubone plush next to me and it just it just looks so well designed. It's like perfect. And I just, it's that aspect of it, isn't it? That there's so many of them as well. It's not like there's the odd Pokemon in there that's like, this looks brilliant and all the rest are a bit average. The fact we've just done that list and we were basing it on everything, not just looks. But if we'd have done it on just how good the sprite work is, a lot more of them probably would have been up in the yeah. in the S and the A. It's just so, so enduring. So, yeah, we'll go 96 and think that wraps it up for this episode. So, once again, shout out to our Patreons. Uh, we've got the Sweaty Llama, and as he's still the only couple of coins <laughs> um, donator, again, thanks to Lee for, for supporting us. If anybody else does come in on that tier, he won't be getting the shout-outs every week worth the minute he's in that good position. So, yeah, once again, thank you for supporting us. It, it means a load to, to get that recognition and help us a bit with the bills. 
And if anyone else wants to, patreon.com slash bucketlistgamers. You can find all the information of the tiers on there. We've got a couple more tiers now. One of them where you get your own avatar designed by our graphic designer, Paul. So if, if that's something that interests you, go and check it out. You can always just do it for one month and then unsubscribe if you want to just get a picture. I mean, we'd love it if you didn't, but the option is there to do that. And next week, we will be talking about Sonic. So we've given Mario his dues. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about Sonic 1, Sonic 2, uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and probably loads of other Sonic games as well, because I've got a lot to say. (laughs) Can I make a shout out as well? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go for it. So my little nephew, bless his heart, Max, heard that I was doing a podcast with a mate on gaming, and he was like, oh, can I listen to it? It's like, yeah, it's it's not that sweary. It's Most of it's age-appropriate. I mean, last couple of episodes have touched, <laughs> <laughs> touched the uh, verge slightly, but he posted on Facebook the other day, and he wrote in his school book that his uncle, Eddie, and his best friend are doing a podcast about gaming and he's listened to the first couple of episodes and he loves them. So shout out to you, Max. Thank you very oh, much, mate. Cheers, Max. That means a lot. Yeah, get it get it around your school friends. Get them listening to it. Get it on in class. The teachers won't mind. I don't don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that. Just need to clarify. Don't do that. But yeah, that's 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 amazing. So we appreciate all the support and yeah, next week Sonic special which I'm really looking forward to. But until then, that's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. (laughs) 